It's gonna be a good day to what would Eric do a choose your own adventure podcast i'm chad and i'm eric and we are here for another adventure yeah we're gonna choose another one yeah today <laughs> hope you're excited you know it's been a bit since we uh have recorded it's been a little and bit. Yeah. uh i'm pretty stoked i gotta say I'm, yeah i'm glad to be back in the studio feel pumped you feel I ready feel pumped i feel ready well, I do think we've that been we battling have a, a little bit of, of sickness here oh, in Church yeah. Studios. Yeah, so if the, we're uh, the winter blues, if we're sound a little nasally, um, that's why. Yeah, it's not our noses; it's just our throats full of snot. <laughs> so yeah, that. you're welcome for that yeah. visual. <laughs> so apologies in advance. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should be fine. Uh, we're through the worst of it, I think. So yeah. um, continuing on uh, to better days. Indeed. And uh, what a day and an adventure we have in store. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, you I'm pulled these intrigued. books. You pulled the choices off the shelf. I did. And uh, I'm pretty, I think this one's going to be pretty fun. I was actually pretty stoked when you picked that one. Um, So we're going to read Choose Your Own Adventure number 97. 97. Through the Black Hole the by Black hole. Edward James Packard. I don't know if that's his middle name. I was like, wow, he had his middle name on that one? <laughs> you didn't. You just made that up. I made that up. That's the thing I like to do is make up, up middle names for people. I think James is very fitting for Edward. Yeah. yeah it seems very appropriate. It seems like he'd have like a real biblical yeah. middle name. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> i don't even yeah we're a little off our game you know so, let's just where get to from there let's just you know do what we do right let's do what we do let's uh, uh let's yeah. let the you know let the book do the talking yeah okay yeah I, that's what i'm trying to say i can get behind that but first i think we have one very important step well to there is definitely the uh, ever important step of coming together and joining forces as cherrick so now nice. that we did that. that was a good one yeah i felt like uh, that was a good one i needed that so all right well i mean Let's just... Uh, well, yeah. Let, let's get in this black hole, man. I can't wait. Let's uh, see what the other side of the universe has in store. Or wherever Or maybe, or maybe we hole. just yeah. get crushed. Well, let's hope for the best. Page one, you entered a black hole. Page two, you're dead. You're dead. Because you can't do that. All the other pages are just blank. Yep. Nah, we got 15 endings. 15 endings. We got so many, it's just, so many options. There's one ending. It's a really skinny book. <laughs> It's a choose your own adventure and where you end no, up in the same It's a novella. If... Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, let's do it. Well, I think we're set up for a pretty exciting adventure. Yeah. Good news. It didn't end. No. Yeah. We're not dead yet. Not just yet. We Five have a choice. Pages. Five pages in. Woo. Doing good. Going strong. Okay. So we just graduated the uh, Science Academy nearly at the top of our class yeah and we start our you know uh, journey i guess um the book starts we're sitting outside of the office of the like space exploration director his name's dr bartok mm. and the secretary says 
Dr. Bartok, we'll see you now. And so we enter his office, and he's sitting at his crescent-shaped desk, staring at his computer. He looks up, and he says, Ah, yes, Cherik, I've been expecting you. And for a moment, we just take a glance around his office. And, you know, we've never been in here, right? We just got out of Academy. And, you know, we're pretty impressed. You know, it's pretty cool. There's a big holographic screen. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a map of a star constellation on one wall. Like, behind him, through a window behind his desk, we can see a brand new state-of-the-art starship called the Athena sitting on the tarmac ready for launch. And he gestures for us to sit down. And he says, I have something very important to discuss with you. He's, and we're like, yeah, we've been curious about, you know, what our our first mission might be. Ooh, I've got the tingles. And he says, well, it's a bit dangerous. And he says, what we have in mind is for you to pilot the Athena. What? Yeah, I know. We're super shocked. We're like, what? Seriously? Like, that's a brand new starship. Uh, we would think that you would get someone else with much more experience to pilot the Athena. I mean, no offense, I'm totally down for this, but, you know, what's up? Seems to me we're pretty much James T. Kirk here. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, so he explains about the nature of the Athena's mission, which would require someone of our age, because we would have to go through a couple stages of hibernation and the tolls that it would put on... And, you know, someone maybe just 10 years older than us, you know, they might never wake up from the hibernation. Um, only someone our age could possibly, like, survive that, you know, the stress on our bodies uh, to be able to reach our destination. It's reassuring. Yeah, you know. So we're like, okay, but um, what's the mission exactly? He's like, well, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> He's like, we would like to send the Athena. So he like darkens the room and the holographic screen lights up and a picture of the Milky Way comes up. And uh, and we kind of ask, we're like, is this maybe the mission we have heard about, about us going to explore the Pleiades star system? He's like, oh, no, no, no. We have a much more dangerous mission in mind. <laughs> okay, great. He's like, we want to send the Athena into the middle of a black hole that sits at the center of our galaxy. Right. And in the immediately we start thinking of all of our uh, Starfleet training. I'm just going to call it Starfleet. <laughs> we start thinking of all our Starfleet training um, about black holes and how, you know, they're, you know, the gravity in there is so intense that not even light can escape it. And the further you go in, the more the mass is condensed until it becomes essentially non-existent. Hey, if Matthew McConaughey can do it, we can, right? Right. I mean, yeah. So, anyway, we're so we're like, mm, I don't. You're like, is that how's the Athena going to survive? Basically, is our question back to Doctor Bartok. He's like, well, scientists have surmised that if the black hole is big enough, and if it's rotating at the right, you know, speed or whatever, um that you could pass through, escape the gravitational forces to potentially reach the wormhole that's in the middle, which some scientists surmise that there's a, you know, that the mass that disappears is in a black hole can't really disappear, right? Because conservation of mass and et cetera. And so it can't just go 
and become non-existent, it has to go somewhere. So people think there could be wormholes at the center of the black hole. And the Athena, in theory, could slip into the middle of the black hole, pass through the wormhole, and see what's on the other side. I'm getting a Essentially, lot of, like, thrust surmising, potentially yeah. theoretical, and could thrust us anywhere into space and time. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. And uh, so we're a little like, I don't know, dumbfounded. I guess like it's a big. Right. Like it's, we're really putting our life on the line. Like what we expected we, first. Chances thing. are like we're probably not coming back from this, right? Chances are the time you wear a silly grin, the I, moment I you fly this. through the black hole. You don't know that song? No. Yeah, well that's okay. I'll stop saying <laughs> Anyway. That's a good song. Um, but he gives us another option. A uh, couple options actually. Um, there's a second ship going on this mission as well, the Nimrod. And the Nimrod's mission will be to sit at the edge of the black hole, observe the Athena, and be like a plan B, right? If something happens to the Athena, the Nimrod would jump in and try to perform the mission. Right. Um, we could, you know, go on that vessel. Right. And observe and report. Or, you know, we could like join the transport service which to us is just like sounds super lame like we'd just be like transporting you know crystals from this planet to that planet like this is not why we entered the space academy sound particularly thrilling you know so our choices essentially are if we say that we'll you know go and pilot the athena essentially diving into the center of a black hole we Mm -hmm. turn to page 14 Mm -hmm. but if we say we'd rather go on the nimrod we turn to page 64. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you want to do? Well, here's the thing, Chad. Yeah. Uh, either of these options are dangerous. Yeah, even sitting at the edge of a black hole is, not, is dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. not just like a walk in the park, you know right. what I mean? It's like, a, it's like it's sitting by the black hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like the name Nimrod. It is one of my like favorite Green Day albums. Yeah, there's an album called Nimrod. Uh huh. See, it just, like that's what it. Yeah, it's just like you Nimrod. You know, uh, I'm not particularly favorable of the name of that spaceship. So that's just one stupid reason why I would want to go on the Athena. I mean, look. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I want to go through the black hole. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want to do too. So, like, there's no way I'm sitting on the sidelines for this, right. you know? Well, which, like, to me, I think that there would still be an interesting storyline if we do choose the Nimrod. Potentially, because maybe the Athena uh, blows up and we have well, to. Well, yeah, or something. Or, like, we somehow manage to get sucked in the black hole, like, even just by trying to be next to it. Um, yeah. You know, like, anything could happen and, and it would be interesting, sure. I think. Um, but, no, I think that, you know, we should just... Clearly, they came to us first. Sure. Obviously, you know, I'm sure nobody else turned it down or whatever. Maybe they did. But, you Maybe. know, like... I mean, we could be, like, eighth on the for, list and for have the, no idea. Uh, <laughs> for the for the matter of my pride, we were the first ones they came to. <laughs> and uh, I think we should just do it. I think that it's, like, it's... it's, uh, it's Fortune favors the bold. Exactly. And, you know, um, they, they obviously believe that this is something that we can handle. In worst case scenario, we're just battered down into a little tiny pieces and squashed in a black hole for eternity. Yeah. It's not so worst bad. case, 
Not yeah. so bad. And I mean, we are, I mean, we're reading a book, so we can always you know, do the <laughs> yeah. other thing. Go, later. go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have options. Woo-hoo. I love it. Uh, yeah. So, so we're going to pilot the Athena. I mean, yeah. Into the, into the black let's hole. Let's do it. That seems like the Cherk thing to do. Okay. All right. I agreed. Let's do it then. All right. On to page 14. Dum, dum, dum. Okay, well, uh, it's going well. Yeah. So far. So far. It's great. Nothing to be worried about, people. Nope. Nothing to be worried about. Pretty humdrum. So, we'll catch you up here. Uh, JK. So, yeah. We're we're reading a Choo Choo Adventure book. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, So, yeah, we're like, Mr. Bartok, dude, we're in. We're going to pilot the Athena. And he's like, hooray, I'm so excited for you. I wish I could go myself. You're going to see things that no one else has ever seen before and experience things that, you know, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, and so we ask him who our co-pilot's going to be. And he says, why? It's Nick Terry. We're Tory. Nick somebody. And we're like, great. He's our bestest friend. Surprise. How strange is that? Uh, so, you know, fast forward three weeks later. Uh, it's 60 seconds to take off, and both Nick and uh, us, we're hanging out in the Athena, and we're on the launching pad, and, oh, it's Tori, by the way, Nick Tori, uh, and we're strapped into the command station, and the onboard computer is functioning perfectly, and it's programmed to guide the Athena to the very edge of MX-12, which is the massive black hole at the center of the galaxy that we're about to head into. Uh, so, like, the whole world is tuned in to watch, and, you know, of course, everybody has their um, opinions about what's happening. Most people think they were crazy and we're going to die, and some people think it's just an absolute waste of, like, resources and our lives. But we're pretty sure that we've made a, you know, a, a good decision, and we're going to see some pretty cool things. And it's not like we can turn back now anyways, because uh, before we know it, it's counting down, and it's nine, eight, six seven and onward and and backwards and forwards and then we blast off so blast off and then ground control to major, major tom, tom. <laughs> commencing countdown engines on on and then we're um you know floating in our tin can so <laughs> we're in deep space now and after several years of hibernation Nick and uh we uh wake from our hibernation and we follow the instructions that the computer uh, has in store for us. So now we're only a few hundred billion light years from the black hole, and we're close enough now that we've donned our spacesuits just in case of any emergency that might possibly arise. You can, you can never be too sure. Uh, and you know, we're both a little nervous, and we're looking out these like porthole windows, and it's really incredible the relativistic effects of how fast we're traveling like you know distort the nebulae and the stars around us into these eerie reddish orange glows and the all the stars ahead of us have this purplish violet hue and then there's the center in in the center of it all is this coal black disc which is of course the black hole mm does it have a name I feel like it should have a name. Well, I mean, it does have a name. It's it's MK12, I think. Oh, right. Oh, MX12. 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 That's a great name for a black hole. Mm. Very homey. Sounds great. Um, and so we notice as we're approaching the black hole that it even seems to be expanding, you know, by the second, uh, which is a pretty cool effect. And uh, all of a sudden, 
a buzzer goes off. And it's not one of those like good buzzers where you know your no, it's your like breakfast is done. Bah, bah, yeah, it's a bad buzzer. Bah, bah. And Nick's face goes pale, and the red light flashes on the control monitor. It's a major malfunction, and we're just like, "Why did this have to happen now?" And as we read the monitor, um, it's nothing good. So the monitor says it's a starboard thruster crack. The condition is progressive, and it requires emergency EV repair. Mm, how long do we have? We have about 90 seconds. Shit. And what uh, like progressive means is that it's getting worse like by the second. 89. And like 88. And 90 seconds. In 87 seconds, this thing's yeah. going to crack in two, and we're going to be without one of our thrusters, which will inevitably throw off our entire trajectory into the black hole and destroy us forever. So we have a very small amount of time to go out in our spacesuit and repair the damage on the hull of the ship. Because uh, it's going to split wide open, like I said. So what we have to decide is who's going to go. And Nick says, you know, like, should I go or should you go? And now here's a couple things that we should be informed of. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, uh, it doesn't, you know, context like, for this decision. We're both brave enough to do this. It's not, it's not a matter of that. Um, and we're, well trained, you know. We're more athletic than Nick. Naturally, we have the athletic prowess about us. Sure, uh, and we're sure we could get in position faster to, you know, repair this thing. Right. Uh, but Nick has a knack with mechanical things in general that we don't, which might make a difference when he's actually like when when we're actually out there fixing the problem. Sure. So if we tried to make the repair ourselves, we turn to page I don't eighteen. Like it. Or if we tell Nick to make the repair, we turn to page 68. Uh, so, like, we might get there faster, but it could take us longer to actually repair it if we right. don't know what we're doing. Or it could take Nick longer to get there, but but he might actually, he know, might how actually know how to fix it and be able to fix it more quickly than us. Which is kind of where I'm leaning. And also we're, like, the captain of the ship, and I feel like the captain-y thing to do would be, like... Make somebody else do it? Well, would like not risk your crewmates, right? I'll take the risk. Oh, well, that's the opposite of what I was thinking. We're obviously the most important person in this spaceship. Well, but you would also send the most qualified person out to do the job. You wouldn't be selfish and try to be like a glory Ooh, hog, no, right? No, absolutely not. Like no, you would send, agree, yeah. you would send Jordy to engineering to fix the warp core. Oh. You wouldn't try to go do it yourself, even though you probably have a general understanding Heck of no. warp theory Heck and knowledge, no. No, right? Jordy knows what he's doing. And that's why I think we've got to trust Nick on this. Like, even that's if okay. we could get out there faster, I think Nick is the more qualified person to actually make I think he's more qualified to actually do it, yeah. Right. Because it doesn't matter if we get out there faster. Like, if, we, if we're in over our heads when we get, once we get there, we're screwed. And maybe we're the better pilot. Right. So maybe there'll be some, like, piloting things that we would need to do while he's out there. Maybe. I think that the computer is on a fixed course, so I don't think that there's much for us to do, necessarily, at this point. You never know, man. You never know. We're on the event horizon of a black hole. And like I said, if this thing does keep cracking, then I think it will affect our our trajectory. So maybe Mm -hmm. it would be better off if we stay inside and pilot the bitch Mm -hmm. while Nick is out there Mm -hmm. trying to fix Mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think we gotta send Nick. I, I think we gotta yeah. send him. I mean, either way, we've we've sat here and deliberated too long, and we're dead anyways. Also true. Yeah, I have. I, I like to think that our little deliberations happen in this like pocket of space time. <laughs> it's that just like everything stops. Doesn't actually exist. We're it's like, like oh. Zach Morris breaking the fourth wall and say by the bell. 
You know, as we used to say a lot, we are a thought time traveling warlock. Sure. So I think that that is a very possible like thing that, that we do. We do kind right. of just stop space and time while we deliberate what we're doing. Right. I totally dig that. I really like that. I mean, okay. in in our heads, this is all happening yeah, super fast. for sure. We're still at 86 seconds, which is totally enough time to get outside of a spaceship and repair We're already it. in our suits. That was a very important detail. Absolutely. You're right. But that's still not much time to freaking go outside of a spaceship, find the problem, and fix it. Okay. Well, we're going to send Nick, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do that. Let's make Nick make the repair and turn to page 68. Oh, if we, we, if we train A is traveling <laughs> to Kansas City from Washington, D.C. at 800 miles an hour, and train B is traveling to Kansas City from Los Angeles at 7,000 miles an hour, where will they crash? Uh, this is the choice we have to make right now. It's not really a choice. We have to answer a science question. Yeah, this is going to be rough. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe we just got to think about it really clearly. And it'll be fine. Just, yeah, give me a minute. Okay. Give me five. It doesn't even say which side the... Anyway. It did. It said which side the door was on. Any, we, they don't know that yet. Oh, you're right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Chad, catch him up. Uh, we tell Nick to make the repair. And he immediately jumps to action, throws on his helmet and gloves, and speeds out the door. Um, and... and we uh, put the countdown on the radio and his headset, but we don't dare talk to him or distract him, right? And we're just being racked with, like, not guilt, but, like, I don't know, anxiety because uh, the countdown's still going. 29, 28, 27, 5, 4, 3. And, and right before it gets to 2 and 1, Nick comes on the radio, mission accomplished, Hooray! And we're like, he's such a freaking drama queen. Of course he waits till the last second. And we're like, get back in here, because we're getting really close to the event horizon of the uh, wormhole. In fact, it's only like, I don't know, eight, 650 million miles away. Yeah, it's freaking like knocking on the doorstep. Yeah, but we're traveling at um, warp eight. Knocking on the doorstep? I messed that one up. What, what is that? Knocking on heaven's door? Maybe. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Um... Anyway. Sorry. Just sidetracked you. Um, so we're like 650 million miles away from the event horizon and like 2.8 billion miles away from the singularity traveling at warp factor eight. Nice. Yeah. Which is four fifths the speed of light. <laughs> anyway. Um, then what happened? Well, let, let me, me tell con- you. Let me consult the book. <laughs> Oh, something to do with Nick has something to do with Nick. So, so, you know, we're gathering all this data from the computer and Nick comes over the radio and he's like, I can't get in. The hatch is jammed. And we're like, jammed. What do you mean? We're like, what kind of jam? Yeah. Strawberry. Raspberry jam. Blackberry jam. You got to tell me these things. If it's the raspberry, it's got to be Lone Star. (laughs) He's the only man who dare give the raspberry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the hat, the exterior hatch is jammed. And so we're like trying to type in. So we go to the hatch and we try the electronic controls. Doesn't work. We tried the emergency manual controls. Also, it's just doesn't work. too sticky. It's it's 
wedged shut. And so we type in the computer and we ask it a bunch of questions. We're getting pretty frustrated with the computer, but we're like, how do we open the hatch? And the computer's like, you need to apply, apply 600 pounds of force to the exterior of the hatch. Great. How we're do like, we do that? how on earth do we do that? Nick can't do that. And the computer replies, centrifugal force. Thanks. And so we're getting a little fed up and we're like, all right, time to stop using this computer and use the computer in our brains. That's right. Because we've got a supercomputer up, up here. here. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> just in case you forgot yeah go listen to that one <laughs> anyway <laughs> i made some very smart choices in that book yeah we'll, um, we'll go with smart yeah well i'm about to make another one yeah here okay we go. so we all we know all about centrifugal force right. okay right so the hatch is on the starboard side starboard side the side starboard side or the right side mm-hmm. of the spaceship right so we know that we can turn the spaceship to generate enough centrifugal force to open the hatch right but our question is should we turn to the left or to the right so do we turn port or starboard chat to generate enough force to open the hatch since we've been sitting here. Yes. I think I've come to the conclusion. Uh-huh. That we have to turn to the left. Really? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, because the cause the door is on the right side. Yeah. And if we turn left, that means that the door on the right is going to come around to the front where we were headed. Yes? Yes. Which would then apply that pressure right from from but we want it so it said that we want it we want to apply even pressure to the exterior of of the ship right of the surface yeah so if we turn left the door will swing around to the front and because we were headed in that direction it will push the door yeah, it will push the door in. Versus if we I turned... was thinking the door had to open inward. Right. And I think if we went port it would it would push inward. I think it would want to fling open outward. What? No, I think that would happen if we did if if we turn to the right, the door is gonna swing to the to the back. Right? If you're driving in a circle, it's going to be on the inside of the circle. What? Centrifugal forces, things go going in a circle very okay. fast. Right. Okay. Okay. So if if my pinky okay. is We're the starboard side here. and aids. I turn starboard, I'm going to be going this way in a circle and the, the door is going to be on the inside of the circle. It's going to be trying to fling that force in. Everything's going to be want to be flung outside of the circle. But you're right. If if we want the door to fling open outward, then we should turn left. I think now I think we have to turn starboard. Really? I really do. Cuz we want to 
things are going to be pushing out, right? We want to apply the force to the exterior of the door. If we right, if we turned this way, we're going to be applying that force that's pushing outward outside of the circle, essentially to the interior of the door, not the exterior. Well, it'd be pushing from the exterior in to the no, interior. No, if you want to do that, we have to go right. Maybe my science is way off here. Well, but maybe, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm just not very good at all this science stuff in the first place, which is why I've never been an astronaut. Um, well, I'm willing to trust your gut on this one. I feel like I'm right because I'm, I could I'm be very to trust wrong. You. I mean, I don't. I felt like I was right, but maybe I'm thinking about this whole thing the wrong way. I think you're just thinking about it oppositely of the way it actually works. Well, I think maybe I'm thinking of less spinning. Like, are we actually trying to spin the whole spaceship? Like, is that what we're trying to do? Essentially. Okay. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut donuts. Okay. To create force. Okay. Then let's do that. Let's go starboard. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to trust you. Okay. Because we could argue back and forth about this and not make any sense for a long time, probably. Okay, but I will concede that if this goes south a few choices later, I'm, we can we I'm, can come back to it. I'm better at science. Is that is that what you would concede? I did get third place in the Kansas State Science Olympiad in 1997. Well, and you're holding back on me now? Wait, you should have started with that. I had a partner. Her name was Heather. I was homeschooled. I had no chance. Just kidding. Uh, actually, maybe I'm... Oh, never mind. Uh, okay, well, we're going to try this. Starboard. Okay, starboard. We're, we're, we're going starboard. Oh, God help us. Okay, all right, well... I'm a little annoyed with Edward James Earl Jones Packard. <laughs> I am enamored with Chad, who is clearly better at science than I am, and correctly third place y'all figured out that we needed to turn to the starboard side of the ship so it was in geology though i left that part out kudos to you you well it doesn't matter now because you were clearly the smarter among us on that choice so thank you for being smarter than me you're you welcome i've always been a good pal to go on adventures with <laughs> i would have murdered nick so there's that. maybe i would have not got him inside the spaceship that's but for maybe sure. we'd Anyway. Well, I guess either way, it might have had the same outcome. But, so, we turn the Athena to the starboard side. And immediately, we're, like, thrown against our restraints, and it really hurts, and the inertial force uh, has, like, thrown the whole ship into a, a spin, and it has opened the hatch. And Nick flies in, and he's able to land with his heavy space boots um, and absorb the shock of the, you know, crazy maneuver that we just performed. And a moment later, the air in the cabin rushes out through the open hatch, of course. Um, and Nick is floating wildly around the cabin, and he's finally able to grab some handholds near the airlock. And he, you know, is, you know, he thanks us for letting us in back into the spaceship. And he says, I'll get this hatch shut so we can repressurize. And we're like, okay, sounds like a plan. Let me know if you need some help. And as we're speaking, we notice that no help will be enough because the door has actually ripped off of the hinges and is gone. <laughs> we have no hatch to close our spaceship. Uh, Nick floats over to us and neither of us know exactly what to say. So we're just silent for a few seconds. And we know we're in deep trouble because we're headed straight for the black hole still. And with the door open, we're trapped inside our spacesuits with limited supply of air. 
Uh, and it's, you know, it's dangerous enough to go through a black hole under perfect conditions, and we kind of figure now it's just complete suicide. Damn it. So, we've lost the moon. We've lost the moon. And uh, what do we do? We consult the computer, of course, because it is the most advanced computer yeah. on board any spaceship thus far. And it gives us two options. Uh, go figure. Option one. <laughs> I'd like three options. Right. A third option wouldn't be bad. Uh, option one. We could reverse our course at full power. And soon enough, we will, we will be free of the magnetic interference for our radar image to be visible to the Nimrod who should be observing us. And then they could come save our butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, option two, we thrust in the maximum power and set course for planet Nikron. And there are no other options. And so, you know, we consult Nick. We're like, what do you think? Should we ask about a percentage? Uh, like, what is the percentage of either of these options being successful in the computer? Do you want to know what the percentage I want to do either one of these is? Is it zero? It is. Yeah, I figured that. Thank you for your attitude. Uh, <laughs> Nick says it won't compute, so we just put should not put any percentages into the computer in the first place. See, Chad, um, nobody needs to know about percentages. Okay, I know. <laughs> uh, we're not sure where the Nimrod mm -hmm. is, or if it would even still be there. Its whole mission was to wait. That's the truth of it. Like it should still be out there. Um, if not. And planet Nikron is the nearest planet in the Tau Gamma system. Uh, and so we glance at the, the chronometer, and we're pretty much almost at the black uh, hole horizon, the event horizon. So we really need to decide. Yep. So if we try to catch up with the Nimrod, we turn to page 41. Or if we try to reach the planet Nikron, we turn to page 45. It, now, okay, planet Necron is not through the black hole. No, mm -mm. it's just the closest planet outside of the black hole. Right. Um, is there anything there? Like, is there any point or purpose to go to planet Necron? I'm assuming people live there. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. That's an or, assumption. I mean, they have air. Allegedly, they would have air okay, we can breathe because we're like surviving on the I air in our suits right now because the cabin somewhere to just the cabin's depressurized. Okay, okay. Um, well, look, if we're able to get in touch with the Nimrod, there's still a chance that we could go through the black hole with that ship. Yeah, right. That was the whole point. Plan exactly. B, backup yeah, exactly. ship. So I think that that's what we should try to do. We should try to catch up with the Nimrod and see where they're at. I mean, but if we go there. And they're not there? I think we're dead. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that leaves us with the conundrum. Yeah. Or we could go to the planet and try to contact Starfleet, who could send a message to the Nimrod or something. Okay. But like you said, like there should be no reason that they wouldn't be observing the black hole still. Am I right? Unless it's like a time thing. Well, there is weird time stuff that goes on around mm -hmm. the black hole. Mm -hmm. But you'd think also that they'd be aware of that, you know? Right. But were they going to sit out there? I mean, what if it's been like 20 years? Oh, yeah. I see that. I see your point. I see your point. Well, what's, what's the more important risk here? Is it our lives or is it the mission? I think we need to do everything we can to accomplish the mission. We're Starfleet, damn it. Well, so that to me would mean we got to go find the Nimrod. Nimrod. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, mm-hmm. let, let's do it. Let's put all thrusters in reverse, and in 13 and a half hours, we might find the Nimrod. <laughs> so, hopefully Yay. we have enough oxygen for that. I, I, mean, I guess we do. I would have just, like, all thrusters to maximum, let's dive into the black hole, man, you know? Right. What do we got to lose? Exactly. Yeah. That would have been a nice option, C, I guess. But, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Okay, so we're going to go, hopefully, catch up with the Nimrod and turn to page 41. Okay, this is a real nail-biter, folks. This is an exciting space adventure. Oh I'm stoked. Gosh. Okay, so... I know exactly what I want to do. Really? Uh-huh. I'm so shocked. <laughs> Utterly and completely shocked. Shocked, I say. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> we uh, quickly instruct the computer to um, put Athena in full reverse thrust. And we remind Nick to put his, uh, you know... Restraints on because it's going to be a heck of a ride, and you know we punch in the course as, as quickly as we can. And even though the event horizon is still hundreds of millions of miles away, the gravitational force is incredibly great, and only a supremely advanced spaceship like the Athena could possibly perform a, a maneuver like this. So we punch in the maneuver, and the ship turns ever so slowly and it arcs around uh, the black hole in like a tens of millions of miles long arc. So it's long and slow as we crest the arc. And, uh, you know, the ship kind of seems to hover when we reach the point where we're closest to the black hole. And it's like it almost as if it's deciding which force to yield to, the thrusters or the actual gravitational pull of this black hole. Mm -hmm. And so we're terrified and sweat stripping on our faces and, you know, our, our helmet's fogging up because we're so hot inside this freaking thing. And even the slightest loss of power now would certain uh, would mean, like, certain doom. So the seconds tick by, and eventually we feel like we're through it. And Nick says, it might be too early to celebrate, but I think, like, we're going to make it. I think we're, we're going to make it. I think we're, like, going to make it. We're going to make it, he says. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> And so, uh, <laughs> fast forward 16 hours. We're still alive. And we have, we have escaped the gravitational field of the black hole. And uh, our radar is functioning. And so Nick is desperately scanning the area for the Nimrod. Yeah. Uh, and, he's still and he tr- finds it immediately. He finds something immediately. Um, a beamer, which is a missile containing a radio that beams a recorded message, gets picked up from our spaceship Mm -hmm. and the repeating message is digitally encoded so our computer translates it to the monitor for us to read okay and i'm going to quote the text here so to athena from nimrod mayday mayday we're finished lost power in our main thrusters we're being pulled into the black hole by the time you receive this if you ever do we'll be gone good luck mates farewell so well, shit. not good. And we're kind of, we're we like, you know, shed a tear for our fallen comrades because we know the Nimrod is doomed. There's no way that it would get on the precisely, uh, you know, correct course and speed to get through the black hole. So uh-huh. we're pretty much going to get crushed into oblivion. So good thing we didn't go on that spaceship. Can I just say that? Uh, <laughs> not that we're doing much better. So, now we don't have enough fuel or oxygen to make it to planet Nikron or to reach home base. 
And so we say, well, we'll ask the computer what our options are. Yeah. And the computer says, there are no options. And so we just kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that we're probably doomed as well. And Nick says, well, we'll just hope the computer's wrong. Maybe we should start for home and see if we can find another spaceship cruising past us out here. And we are a little less uh, hopeful in that regard. Uh, and so we're, we're like, well, we could try to hope for another miracle and possibly make it to the black hole like the plan was the whole time. And um, Nick kind of just, you know, reminds us that either way it seems hopeless. So this is our choice. If we try to cruise toward home for as long as we can, we turn to page 44. Or if we try to head the Athena back toward the black hole, we turn to page 86. And Chad, I'm guessing the choice that you want to do is go through the black hole. Yeah. Seems like the thing to do. Well, I mean, we could point in the direction of home and click go and at some point run out of gas and air and float aimlessly adrift. That sounds pretty rough. I'd hoping rather, that somebody drives by. I'd rather die in some trippy ass experience. Or we could try to hole. accomplish the mission. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean I'm in, I'm in agreement. Let's do and it. And see if we can make a scientific discovery. Let's make a freaking scientific discovery. Okay. Let's turn to page eighty six. Alright. We're gonna turn this Athena back and we're gonna fly through that black hole. Darn it. All right, Woo! Chad. Yeah. What happened, man? I'm so pumped. Okay, well, let me tell you. I had a great idea to go into the black hole. Pretty brilliant. Pretty brilliant. Yeah, I mean, pretty on Mish. Yeah, I mean, what else were we really supposed to do? Right. So, uh, we instruct the computer to head for the black hole. Even though, at, from this, from where we are now, it's gonna, probably going to be, like, near impossible for us to get to like the course and speed that we would need to successfully enter the singularity okay that's a little bit of a bummer um we go for it anyway and we cross the event horizon and things just get trippy as balls mm. right mm -hmm. like lights bending around us and there's millions of stars and strange colors and and but hey there's no there's no turning back no nope. right no turning back and so um you know, the Athena plunges even deeper into the darkness of the black hole. And then it told me to turn to page 100. And let me tell you, let me describe pages 100 and 101. Mm -hmm. They are uh, complete and utter blackness. Like, it's just dark. <laughs> like, somebody took a black marker and colored both just, pages yeah. no, pretty completely black. And it just says to turn to page 95. And as we're zipping through this complete under blackness we hear this voice ringing out dead men tell no tales that was a lie oh okay but okay. i just want to read i want to quote the text oh okay right i just want to quote this uh last few sentences does it say dead men tell no tales exactly you just heard me read it you know what it says <laughs> oh yeah it's not that <laughs> okay so i want to read it your name, along with Nick's, is engraved on a brass plaque over the main entrance to the Space Academy. You will always be remembered as one of the great space explorers, though you'll never be as famous as the lucky few who were able to make it successfully through the black hole. The end. Well, at least we got our name engraved somewhere. And we got a plaque. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Cherick Sandman, 
Nick Tory, best friends who died in a black hole. Woohoo! We were so young, so full of life. Yep. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, Chad, we have a few options. Where we, we do. Could return uh, to. I'd like to um, have one of our uh, signature musical breaks. Oh, okay, sure. What, what do you got in mind? Um, can you make this beat for me? Oh, oh I will try. Okay, I, I want you to do this. <clears throat> okay. Bum 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 ba dum bum, <laughs> on a loop. On a loop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. <clears throat> Bum 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 ba ba bum bum, bum 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 ba ba bum bum, pressure pushing down on me, pushing down on you, no man asked for. Under pressure, that burns up building down, spits a family into, puts people on the streets. I love that song. I'm on a queen kick right now, but I felt it was it was fitting. Yeah, because we're under pressure, getting crushed in a black uh-huh. hole. I like yeah, it. It's good. Yeah. You're very clever. Thanks. You're very clever. Yeah. Anyway, we do have a lot of choices to choose from. <laughs> uh, any of them particularly stick out? Well, I did say. Should the starboard thing not work out, we could go port. Oh, geez. The port thing is really where I feel like things fell apart. Well. Optionally. Okay. I feel like there's two choices we have to choose from. Right. Okay. Either A, we go repair the crack. Right. Which maybe would lead to the hatch not being broken and us going through a black hole. Heard. Yes. Okay. Okay. B... We turn port. What do you think we will gain by by turning port? I have no idea. It's a complete shot in the dark that like something different might happen. We could also die. Yeah, well. Or Nick could just die. And we'll be fine. And we'll be fine and pile it into the black hole. Or maybe we can't correct the course and we'll die anyway. I mean, there's a part of me that's just curious about turning port because that's the way that I would have turned. Sure. And to see what, you know, catastrophe would have become of that. Yep. Because of my very poor judgment. Your porch judgment? My porch. Did I say porch judgment? No, but you said poor, but oh, it port. port. Port judgment because of my, <laughs> because of my port judgment. Uh, that's good. That was good. Thanks. If only I was that Puns. clever. Um, I don't know. If it is an ending, we got nowhere else to go. Although I guess that's kind of the way for both of those. Um, I just really want to make it through the singularity. Let's, You know what? Let's try us going out and fixing that, that thing. I think that has a better chance of maybe leading us somewhere better. Okay. That's my hunch. I think that's probably better than turning port. I just wonder if, like, turning... Like, it would just be something absolutely insane that we couldn't think of would happen from turning port. Probably true. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like we go out and repair the thing and maybe we do it in record time and we come back in and nothing's wrong. We fly to the black hole. I don't know. Right. Um, maybe turning port, like something really crazy happens. I mean, probably so. And do you feel like being really crazy? I don't know. I mean, it's just like, I know probably scientifically port makes no sense. Right. 
But again, my curiosity is there. Let me read you my Dove chocolate, which will help us decide this so much better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Share a sunset. Let me read you my Dove chocolate. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it's got to be more helpful than that. Trust with your heart, not your head. Well, in that case, we should turn port. All right. I, th- I think... <laughs> if that says one thing to me... Your heart said port and my head said starboard. Yeah. Well, I'm sure neither of them will get us to where we want to be. But let's let's just turn port. Just Let's turn to just because. let's turn port. Okay. Well, let's just catch you up here. So, we adjust course to port, like we said we were going to. And uh, pretty much the same things happen immediately, like the ship turns slightly to the left this time, and at this speed, even a slight course change, you know, it throws us for a loop, there's over six Gs here, and we're tossed against our restraints, and it hurts real bad. Um, But what hurts us more is realizing that we've made a huge mistake. Uh, The hatch has not only opened, which is good, we opened the hatch. Bingo! But it has flown off into space, and it has taken Nick with it. So now we lost our co-pilot and our door. Fine, let's just yeah, you know, fu- turn tail and into the black it, hole. Fuck we it. don't need him. We He's don't dead. need him. He's dead. It's fine. Shit happens out He's in space. He's Sandra Bullock in gravity. He's you gone. You signed up for this. <laughs> so uh, the G-forces subside, and we feel horrible. <laughs> and we feel extra horrible because... We realize that because of the course change, there's probably no way that we're going to be able to get back on the correct angle of approach in the black hole. Yeah. Uh, This is sounding familiar. There's absolutely no chance of avoiding complete and total destruction now. So we instruct (laughs) the computer to compensate for the variation, but it doesn't do anything. We're too late. We can already feel the control shuddering. The hole cracks open. And then... Nothing, as the Athena is crushed in the singularity. <laughs> the end! Uh, so, what did we learn this episode, Chad? Sometimes following your heart is not the best thing to do. Sometimes when you have, like, a real decision that requires actual science to solve a problem, you should probably go with your head. Yeah, and uh, not your heart, because <laughs> that did not go well at all, which is kind of what I thought might happen. Yeah, honestly, me too. Uh, I kind of thought we'd lose Nick. Yeah, right. I, I was counting yeah, on that. I didn't fine. think that yeah, we'd that like we would be dying irreversibly of like off course. Here's here's what I'm thinking. We just shouldn't have even tried to open that door because that was the whole problem. We should have left Nick hanging off the side of the spaceship. Yeah, we should have just kept on course. We should have Sorry, just kept bud. on course. Yeah, mission first. I mean, just hold on, man. The black hole ride would be over soon enough. There's no way he would have survived out there. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. Okay, so that did not go well. Uh, our rules dictate that yeah, we have no, nothing to go back yeah, to. Yeah, we're kind of done. <laughs> so, so, a little I bit mean, of a bummer. Potential uh, response special. Potential response I think, special. Uh, this, uh, I would selection. definitely be interested to read more of this book. Because it was pretty awesome. I really want to go through the black hole. Yeah, that would like, be pretty we sweet. Didn't, that would be pretty sweet. Really 
really honestly didn't do a whole hell of a lot. We did not really, know. Well, things went wrong pretty quickly, which is usually how these things go. I think maybe next time we should try the Nimrod. I think maybe that was our, mm. our mistake. Maybe the <coughs> Athena's mission was just doomed from the start. I think it was one of those things where it's like, oh, you want to go to the black hole? Oh, you think the Athena's going to get you there? Oh, you're wrong. You should go to the other spaceship. Mm. You know, it was like the classic misdirection yep. sort of a thing. Yep. Which I kind of thought about at the beginning of the book when we were first making that decision, but I didn't honestly give it that much. Like thought. taking the not obvious choice. Yeah, exactly. Because the one you probably should do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, we didn't do that. Nope. And uh, here we are. Our uh, sounds like we need to read a few more of these books pretty pretty quickly here and get yeah. get back on our game. Yeah, that was not our not not our best. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the illness. Yeah, these colds and and, and and these sicknesses have really messed with our heads. That's what I think. We're just, uh, I can barely sit up straight. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Feeling woozy. Uh, maybe we should go lie down. <laughs> yeah, take a big old nap and forget that this ever happened. Indeed. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you learn anything? Well. The head heart know, thing? Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know? uh, what else did I learn? Don't trust Eric when it comes to science. I kind of knew that. Or flying spaceships. Oh, thanks, pal. <laughs> there's some things you're really good at, and there's some things I'm really good at. Yeah, and science is not one of my strong suits. You know, like... It's I'm, not like you're yeah. bad at science. Well, I'm uh, just better at science. Clearly, I would have been pretty bad. Clearly, I was bad. I was. I would have turned the spaceship the wrong you way. You were just thinking of it backwards. I guess maybe I was. I still am, probably. It still mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. I'll draw it head, for so, you yes, in a minute. A diagram would be really helpful. Thank you. Had I had time to sit down and draw a diagram about it, then that would have been fine. But... And there's a lot of math we could probably do, too. Because we knew, like, the speed we were traveling at, if we would know, like, the weight of the ship. See, that's all physics. And I and I never took physics because I knew I would hate it. And I would yeah, and centrifugal it. force is, like, straight yeah. up physics. Yeah. yeah. I was pretty bad at chemistry as it was. I turned my friend's thumb physics. green. That was fun. His thumb was green for, like, a week. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, so I have a knack for it. What can I say? Science. Did your friend become like a, a gardener, a horticulturist? No, <laughs> no. He just, no, I was going to make a drug joke, but that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> so he is no horticulturist. But I guess for now, our adventure is over. Yeah, it is. And we're toast in space. So, yeah, maybe coming back to this one. Maybe coming back. Maybe coming back. I, I still thoroughly enjoyed our adventure. Yeah, indeed. It is always a pleasure with you, sir. And uh, until next time, I have been Eric. And I've been Chad. And together we have been dying in space as Cherrick. Nice. We actually know what we should have done. Like not said anything because you can't hear anything in space. <laughs> in I've space, like, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. Alien, right? So good. So good. Yeah, at least there wasn't a chest. I was trying there. to do the silence thing. You keep talking. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I caught on. No, I didn't. You had to tell me. Uh, Bye, y'all. <laughs> we'll catch See you, you next time. time.